Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time to drop the puck. Time for the Nightcap. Your home for news and insider info on your Vegas Golden Knights and the NHL. Let's hear from the goalie. Here's Lindsey Brown. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. It is Lindsey Brown here back with the nightcap live from my living room. We're going to try something a little bit different this time around, at least this week, because originally Mike McKenna was supposed to be joining me. Uh, We were going to record yesterday, but he had to do his job and interview members of the Golden Knights. So clearly we had to say, all right, Mike, you do you. Let's reschedule this another time. So we're just kind of going by the seat of our pants. And what I'm doing right now is I'm sitting in my living room and I'm watching the Wild play the Sharks right now. It's about the second period or so, but I'm planning to essentially record myself through the Knights and Ducks game tonight and just kind of see what I capture, try to literally talk to myself and talk to you guys as I'm watching things unfold. I'm hoping that I don't experience any technical difficulties. Um, But more importantly, I just hope that this turns out uh, well because I think as a creative concept, it could be really cool. But if it doesn't go well, I'm not saying it's going to hurt my heart, but I'll just, you know, die inside just Just a little bit, though. Nothing too crazy. So, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be talking the whole time. But if I don't, I'm going to cut these things together. Like, the parts where I do start talking so you guys just don't, like, sit here in silence. Because I'm pretty sure I can't have the game going on in the background as I'm uh, talking to you guys. Or, or, you know, there's just, there has to be some copyright thing. I'm not going to mess with it. I don't even want to ask the question. I don't even know where I would begin to ascertain where that answer would be so we're just gonna do this kind of cold turkey kind of you know old school we're 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 jerry-rigging a bunch of stuff together and hoping that it works and if it does it'll be amazing and if it doesn't well it can't be worse than giving up like the first shot that you see in a game or something like that that i've done trust me i have done um and i've won with that but it's not a fun time it's pretty anxiety inducing and it just puts you in a very very uh insecure spot with your confidence as a goaltender and as a player but when you do win it is you know super satisfying super satisfying or just like a punch right to the gut uh to the ego get pulled oh god there's just the worst just the absolute worst so we're gonna see how this goes here we go, Hawks. Let's see if the wavies look okay. Do they? Don't know if they mean anything at all. All I know is they look super small. 
Not sure about decibels, not sure about editing, but mostly I just rip the show and make it into MP3 so you can listen to me. Ha! Mm-hmm. The Boston Bruins and the Islanders. God, I hate the Bruins. I don't know why. I, like, didn't like them originally. And maybe it's just because, like, the black and yellow just don't do it for me. And then you kind of get a general idea of what Bostonians are like and all the winning that they were doing. And then I lived out there for five years. So, like, I hate them. Hate them so, so much. Kind of worried that I'm going to get really into this Knights game and yell. And so I have to do some testing. That's basically what the first three minutes of this has been. So I appreciate you sticking with me. Sooner or later, we will get to hockey content. But I don't feel like editing this out because what if it's brilliant and I just throw it away? Versus me leaving it in here. What if it's great and it's amazing and now our career is taking off. Hockey's still at the centerfold. But my God, everything's different. And I could have that life. Or we throw things away for creative, I don't know, insecurity. I got enough insecurity in my life. At least, usually. I don't right now. But we gotta test the yelling just in case. I don't think it's gonna get that intense. I really don't because I have neighbors. I don't wanna bother them. I never wanna like, I like playing the bangers obviously. And sometimes I feel like I'm being too loud. And as someone who basically just like had no thought for anybody in my family growing up, I would just have my huge stereo system. It had like the three speakers. It was huge. We bought it at Best Buy. I was like 12 years old. It was red and black. It was super hardcore. It was awesome. And I would just get my little tape thing, plug it into the aux cord. You know what I'm talking about. You go to Target, you get them, they're like 20 bucks. Sometimes they last for three years and sometimes they last for two weeks. It's a crapshoot you don't know. But what you do know is that with that tape, you are afforded the ability to plug your iPod, dare I say, your phone into your car and listen to your music in the way that it is meant to be, which is under your control. And it is awesome. So I do that in my bathroom, play the bangers as I was like showering, getting ready and like looking at myself in the mirror because that's just all I've done always. And I would just have a hell of a time. I would just blast it all the time. Didn't care. Didn't care. Didn't care until probably my grandma moved in and then I tried to be more cognizant of it. But for the most part, bangers. Like if it's middle of the day, we're, we're, we're playing the bangers on, uh, on a 10, if not an 11 or 12. Sometimes it sounded like it because the bass would go, and you're like, uh-oh, this ain't good. This is not good for the Jeep Cherokee, which was my first car. Not good. Then again, it did shut down on me while I was going 60 miles an hour on the uh, highway, just like shut off the wheel, locked up. I'm like, oh, so this is how it ends. It was fine, but I got to get a different car, but it was scary at the time, but worth it. And that's kind of what this is. That's kind of what this whole thing is, me rambling, is doing something scary and seeing if it's awesome. Yelling! We're good! Excellent. Hopefully the next time we get here, the game's actually started because otherwise it's going to be a couple hours long and I know I have fans, but I don't want to test you. All right. This is officially happening. We're officially recording. The game's about to start. Golden Knights, Ducks, April 16th, year 2021. Clock just ticked from 7.07 to 7.08, and we are going to have Robin Leonard and John Gibson facing off against one another. And you know what? Gibson gives the Knights 
a lot of trouble because he's like a he's a pretty good goalie. Like a lot of people think he's really great. Maybe he is. I just whoops, that's not meant to be on this. Um, but I don't know. It's just so hard when your team is so bad and he's just kind of wasting away. But he has a a, a knack for for getting pieces of pucks for for exploding laterally for for not dropping a ton of rebounds. Like he takes care of a lot of um just stuff that goalies can kind of let go or or have be part of their identity. Like Jonathan Quick stays on his post. He goes into his reverse VH and like, you know, is on his knees and you can take advantage of that because as he's aged, um he hasn't really changed his game much. So he can't get out to shots at the point if those plays are originating below the goal line and so you take advantage of that and like Gibson he doesn't really have crazy big problems and so we're gonna see that like the Knights are gonna have to figure out a way to solve him sometimes when they don't score early they tend to just fire pucks on the net and just be like oh one of them will go in we'll just keep you know ratcheting this up and that's actually like not what you're supposed to do against most goalies because we get better the more pucks we see and so we'll see if there if there's a, a discipline with that tonight. But they're going to have to be disciplined in every aspect of their game because the Ducks, as bad as they are, as, as you know, talented they're not, they know how to play hockey. They have a lot of guys who've played a lot of games there and know how to win, know how to wait in the weeds until something happens, an opportunity presents itself, and you're like, oh, damn, here it is. I'm going to go. So, Knights have been buzzing a reasonably early. I wouldn't say buzzing. Buzzing's probably a strong word. They're doing a good job of keeping the puck out of their defensive zone and keeping it in the other two zones, which are the neutral and their offensive zone. But, oh, look, offense originating below the goal line with the Ducks involved. What? This is why I said in my three to five keys today on the Playmakers that you have to take care of the slot area because likely a D is trying to pin someone behind that net. Maybe the other D is helping. Maybe he's in front of the net. But regardless, the center or high forward has to be involved because there are so many guys of the opposition that sneak through just above the crease and get wide open looks on the Knights. And and it's because either the forward's recognizing it late as the guy breaks into the zone or we are just puck watching that intensely. So this is exactly what's literally happening right now. Leonard is... Hasn't really seen a shot yet. The Knights are doing a good job of blocking them or disrupting them. But it's definitely chaotic. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. They're sprawling. Yeah, I'd say, okay, so, yeah, the Knights got a couple of good dumps, but the Ducks are here to play for sure. Oh, yeah, I'd send that deep right away. Knights try to break the puck out to the neutral zone, get it mid. People kind of peel off. Oh, no, Duck gets the gets the puck. We'll just put it right back in. You guys go chase that down again. Have fun with that. Have fun expending that energy on that. It's a hell of a time. God, the Knights are bad at starting games. And sometimes they get scored on, you know, in the minute, minute and a half. But, like, right now, goodness, they're getting chased. There's a lot of not taking the body on both sides. They're just letting people kind of walk in. That's what I mean, though. You have the talent to go around your opponent. you got to use it. You can't settle for you know, easy chances. It's, there's a fine line. There's a nuance to it because you don't want to be overly selective of your chances, but you don't want to be choosing the wrong option. Like when you're making a decision, there's like, you know, option A, option B, option C. And 
sometimes if you go to option A, yeah, it's going to get you closer to the net and a more high danger shot, but it has a higher likelihood of, of getting broken up because there's a D right there. Or B, you can slow up, wait for your guys, get some gap with, with, uh, with the defenseman who's trying to cover you, trying to back up into the zone. And sure, you give, a, give up that plan A, grade A, high danger shot. But instead, you're opting to slow up be slightly more selective. Wait for support. So in case you don't score right away, that people are going to be there for rebounds and be coming with momentum. And you 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 just you choose a little bit less for the possibility of growing into something more. Oh, excellent challenging from Gibson early. My goodness. Really good shot from the point. Who's out here? Patrick Martinez. So it's probably Theo. Theo sends the puck in. They're screening and stuff. Gibson's at the top of his crease, staying tall. Rebound pops right there, but the Knights are too close to him in the crease. So all the D have to do is really tie him up, and you can't do anything with your stick. Like, your legs are there, your body's there, but you can only really just, like, jab and stuff at that point. You can't, like, collect and shoot. just becomes, you know, a complete flurry, a, a, a shit show in front, if you will. Um, and, and, and Gibson's able to track and, and knock these things down until they're able to corral it, a.k.a. the... Ducks D finally, you know, kind of shovel it to him. Here it is. It's back. You know, here, cover it. Get a whistle. It's about five minutes into the first period. Oh, boy. I can't decide if they should play more man-to-man or more zone. Or maybe it's just a question of should the D be stepping at different points so they're making... They're taking options away. And, like, if, if option A doesn't happen, then all the plays that develop from that option choice don't exist they don't happen so that's i mean it's just like one little decision changes the course of the whole game it's crazy but that's life i guess that's butterfly effect that's a microcosm sports are a mirror of society and society is a mirror of sport like it's it's all part of the same soup we like to look at things separately but we're all part of the same thing we're trying to study stuff as we're literally doing it with that comes some bias comes some blind spots and comes some shortcomings. Ooh, tried to do the play, the play off the face off. Didn't work. Yeah. They, see, they try to win the puck back to our D in the offensive zone. We're taking a face off. And last game, like, per, you know, who passed it to Petrangelo? Was it Tuck? Was it some? Whoever passed it to Petrangelo and he walked out to the wing, didn't stick handle and just shot the puck. What a concept. But we try to do the same play. But the thing is, is that the Ducks definitely watch tape from, you know, two days ago. And you have the wingers off the face-off instead of going to, I'm going to be a breakout option. It's called, I'm going to go take these defensemen and make sure that they don't get a shot off. Like, I'm just going to go get in the shooting lane. I'm going to go try to take them. I'm going to go try to pressure them to cough up the puck there because they're not expecting all of us to be like, charge, right ahead. And that's exactly what they did. And luckily the Knights were able to, you know, kind of corral it and keep that puck down low. But that's something to keep an eye on. For sure. For sure. Oh, hey, Halls. Halsey makes make some appearances because I leave her alone to go to work. And then she then decides when I do come home, we got to sit on the lap the whole time. The whole time. We have to sniff everything. The food, we got to sniff it. The mic, we got to sniff it. The game, we got to breathe it in. Don't we, Halls? Oh, you're so nice. Thank you. Thank you. You're so nice. Nick Hag is such an interesting prospect he's not really a pro he's not a prospect like in the way that 
I'm sure many of us are taking right like prospect like oh he's a he's a great NFL draft prospect no like the prospect his ceiling his potential he's such an interesting bird and he's just so big he's so long with that comes so much leverage so much you know force that he could just it, it looks effortless sometimes especially when he shoots and it just explodes off of his stick but when you're that long it, there's so much body, there's so much length there to, to, to be open to be getting disrupted or to have to move around. Like a lot of, a lot of the penalties that he's taking early on in games are straight up because the four checkers are coming right at him and he can't maneuver his body by either because he wasn't expecting that to happen or he can't quite do it yet. He hasn't quite mastered that skill set yet. But regardless... You know, you're, you're behind then. Your 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 brain starts speeding up because, oh, shit. Like, I just coughed up the puck. They're going to get possession here and possibly put it right back out front or develop a play um, for a scoring chance. And you end up turning around and taking a penalty and trying to stop them a different way, you know, instead of using your body, instead of keeping them in front of you, instead of fronting the puck. Um, or I should say the body. And... You take a penalty, and that just put you, you puts you in the box early. So your mindset's changed. And as you were saying, well, if we take away option A, all of those subsequent decisions and alternate realities are also gone to the wind. And so if it doesn't go well, like you get scored on early, that sucks. Um, you're taxing legs early. You're not, and, and more importantly, honestly, because like, these guys are playing a ton. I don't know what it what these legs feel like. I feel like it's their jelly. But it's more about the psychological advantage of the game. It's more about generating momentum about your team confidence. Because if you're just killing and getting skated and not being allowed to kind of ease your way into the game, and I know you can't ease your way into you have to be ready for a puck drop, but there's like there's like a certain wading into the water that you you would like. You don't always get but you would like to kind of build into this, you know, going down and scoring is great, but at the end of the day, that's one line. That's one guy. We got to get the rest of the rest of the lines going, the rest of the, the team, they want to feel comfortable. They want to feel loose and feel like they're in this game and know what pace it is. You know, that, that feeling out process. And that just, like I said, that gets robbed of you or at least manipulated with early time spent in the box. And so I'm interested to see if teams will, hone in on that and target that with him or if that's just simply a string of plays that happened to that happened to happen in consecutive games during a slide like all of these other factors that go into why am I noticing this right now was this here before or is it just glaring in front of me it's it's a I don't know you can watch hockey and sports in so many different ways and again like I was saying there's a bias to it there's there's definitely blind spots to it. There's self-confirming bias. Like, I absolutely am, am, am guilty of that in many ways. But I also know what I'm talking about. And so you're like, oh, am I just right all the time? Possibly. Possibly. So I've seen a lot of hockey. Lots of hockey. I grew up watching it. This is all I did. And I played it. And I watched goalies watch more hockey than anybody. Because when we're playing it, we're watching it the whole time. It's... It's fully immersive and you can't, you have to be like, 
extra mindful when you're skating out when you're forward or a d like it's mindfulness not in a we're gonna calm down we're gonna focus but it's it's in the moment it's chaotic it's fast it's it's improvised it's fluid that's what makes hockey special that's what makes it great but the goalies are different you know you get it's like interval training for but in playing out in 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 a game you have like a few moments or maybe a sustained minute or two of just like intense um pressure and and involvement and and where the party is in your house and then it could be gone for a while or it could be right back it's just it depends but either way you have you have time constantly to decompress to to change your mindset to slow down and that's that's the hard part about the position though too is that you have to be so in control of your own mind of of your self-talk or at least know how to get yourself to a point where it works because trust me I was not a positive talker in my head I know a lot of people aren't just in everyday life but as athletes as goalies it's so hard to keep your head to even just stay focused like just to be like yep we're watching the puck like I talked so much when I played like even when my team was in the offensive end just like up high puck deep like just talking yelling because that's how I stayed engaged because I have ADHD hardcore and I struggle a lot just even knowing where my sentence started while I just said it two seconds ago and so that that constant need to be fully present to be fully engaged it takes a lot it takes a lot of focus and so if it's not in a good place early or if things start to get away from you or if you know the d mess up I mean you want to make sure you're putting on a good front for your team and stuff but that's not to say that things aren't going on underneath the surface and that's the that's the tough thing about goalie about sports in a lot of ways is that it fosters bad habits at least like like mental health wise especially if you have uh, mental illnesses and stuff because it's almost like yeah we reward the the superstitiousness the the OCD tendencies the 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 things that make you go don't always mean that that they're healthy that they're helping you that they may be helping you be a better hockey player a better goalie but they're not helping you be a better human being and so you're choosing in many ways to not only save your best self for the game and for your your lone self as a goaltender but you're taking it away from other places from your family from school from whatever maybe I'm getting too expansive into this but this is just kind of how I look at it I break it down and I spent a lot of time in my own head it's what I did in the crease it's what I do now and so I have a lot of time to think about this stuff or think about it from my perspective at least all right, so still scoreless, still very fluid through the neutral zone. Lots of rushes, lots of respect given to both teams uh, in, in terms of zone entries and getting a shot off. There's been some good chances on, on both sides. I would like to say that, yes, you would expect that from the Knights because they are the talented, the better team. Say that we're seeing a little bit too many for the Anaheim Ducks considering where they are in the standings, but five out of, five out of six games uh, have... Or no, four out of five games have been decided by a single goal. Um, Knights are four and one. And there's like an overtime win and a shootout win. I don't know. All I know is that the, it's in my notes at the studio. Um, probably could have brought those home. Probably would have been smart. Didn't think we needed them. Even was like, oh, we should bring the 
hockey book where I keep all my sheets, all my notes. You should probably bring that home. Consciously said, nah, we don't need it. We have the microphone. We're good. We don't need it. We don't need to be that in depth. Of course we need to have that on hand. Why wouldn't I do that? But that's the way it goes sometimes. Now, this wild Sharks game is nuts too. So while we're up like three to one, had a couple of really good goals. Now it's three to two. There's like two minutes left in the third. Sharks have 20 shots. Wild have 18. And uh, it's crunch time. And the Sharks are like still in this technically. So they could use the points, obviously, if they want to have playoff dreams, which they really don't because their goaltending's terrible. And then the Wild, you know, they're, they're a scary team. Some nights they look completely regular and completely like you would the Wild you would expect them to look like. And the other nights you're like, holy crap. Like when they play the Knights, man, it's it's scary. Like I'm legitimately nervous about playoffs. And I would be nervous as any team. I mean, even Tampa. Tampa Bay sucks right now. Like Tampa Bay is getting blown out as having to have players only meetings and, 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 and stuff like that. Like this is going to be a very, you know, up in the air type of Stanley Cup playoff. And it is every year. Like it's, you know, it was it's destiny. It's always destiny. You know, once once you've got there, once once we know the chapters that have been written. But Golden Knights have a very very tough challenge ahead of them if and when they make the playoffs. Because if they have to face Colorado in the first round, that's gonna be a very tough series. Uh, one that they are capable of winning. But as I say in the show on the Playmakers all the time, let's just say if we're playing Chell. We got a lot of guys who are 89s, 90s, but they have a literal line of 96 pluses. And then their defensive group, while it's young, they have Kale McCarr. He's, he changes literally everything. And they're just getting started this year, guys. That's a scary freaking part about it. But it's going to be an incredibly tough beat for the Knights. Like, they're going to have to bring their best hockey and many nights they haven't been able to really find it it's been kind of the elusive thing of their season like they find ways to win but you know they played the abs pretty tight but it's a true toss-up I guess I just like every year but I seriously guys it makes me super nervous and the wild the wild almost have like a psychological advantage over the Knights right now because they know that they can beat them they know that they've kind of gave the blueprint this year of 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 the second period collapse like they just match up extremely well and they're so defensively responsible so the knights really aren't you know they're gonna try to they're gonna favor scoring they're gonna favor movement they're gonna favor you know getting the puck moved up which is great which pays off but the thing is is that if you're going against you know teams that are less talented than you or less experienced yeah that can work incredibly well and, and enough where you score goals and you win the game and it doesn't matter if the other team scores goals too because you're scoring goals but that's the thing is like the wild are able to shut those down their goalies are able to shut that down like cam talbot the last time they played here got in their head and that's where they we gotta keep shooting we gotta keep shooting but if you take away their ability say they were scoring four goals before and now they only get two well then that that's more than enough and guess what you also open up open up yourselves to get those opportunities and while Two of those are now fruitless that were fruitful before. Now, I know exactly what this is. And guess what? I'm going to take advantage of your overextension, send the puck back up, and I'm going to score on you. And so that's how you you shift these things. And you can see how the score shifts with the confidence, with the mindset, everything else. Plus, you have the psychological advantage. And so 
I, like I said, my dream playoff scenario seeding, and you can't play for seeding until, you, you know, you can. I want the Knights to be the first seed with, actually, it's not even the first seed. I just want the Wild and Avs playing each other in the first round. And I think really the only way that happens is if they're 2-3 or 1-4. And so right now, the Avs are in first place. The Knights are in second, and the Wild are in third. So with the Avs going on a COVID pause, unfortunately, um, the Knights have have the opportunity to gain some ground. I mean, the Avs are going to have to play those games eventually, but you you never know. It might be the difference. This might be the... The bit. So if they can get back to the first seed, they play whoever four is, and then you push the Avs and Minnesota down to 2-3 because I just don't see either of those teams dropping down to four. And so this is why the Knights really need to take advantage, need to get soak up every point that they possibly can starting tonight against the Ducks. There's about seven minutes left in the first period. Um, and score is 0-0 still. Uh, because... They, this is a this is a moment where they could possibly retake that lead and possibly for, for good because we don't know what this abs team is going to be once they come back we don't know how the extent of what's going to happen we know that they're planning to come back next week hopefully and I think they're going to the first game that's not rescheduled right now that's you know that they're looking to return is next Thursday against the Blues and so we're in fourth place and so it's and you play the abs and you play you play all these teams to end the season. Um, this is the last time, no, it's not the last, last time we're seeing it. I mean, I think we have like, no, this is the last time because we play them six times. We're done with the Kings. Um, we got one more series at the Wild. I think we have at least one more with the Coyotes, one more with the Avs, one more with the Blues. And then we have like a couple of single games, including a Sharks game, like for the last game of the season that was part of the schedule, reschedule earlier this week. Which there's been more sense because of all the COVID problems up in Vancouver and stuff, and now the Avs. But it's crazy. Like it's what what a disaster. You know, your number one seed in the in the conference. They're on like on pace to win the President's Trophy, and this hits you like three weeks before the. Oh my God, John Gibson! Uh, wide open look nearly wide open look in front of the net for Brady McNabb. And while Brady McNabb is certainly not a goal scorer, he's still a wide open NHL player in front of the net. And Gibson came out and challenged and just was able to get a piece. And now he's everywhere and he's getting lathered up. And this is not good. This is not good for the Knights, guys. This is this is how goalies get into it. It's just a bunch of sequence. Was it McNabb? It was. Wide open on the doorstep. Gibson laterally butterfly slides, able to knock it down out of the air. Even though McNabb's not you know this isn't on a two-on-one crashing where you have to do a bang bang play he's like out has some space and and some and some angle to work with Gibson stops that he stops like another flurry shot and then there's another one where a defenseman steps up steps down to the play and tries to hit it on a one-timer try to beat him short side and he's just he's putting on a show put on a show this is a problem this is not good you keep you keep you take notes right now so if this game keeps going the way it is, you could loop back. You could say, we bookmarked this. This is when we discovered what was happening to the Gold Knights in this particular game. And in this instance, because this has happened before. It's happened several times, hasn't it, Halls? It has. I don't know if I can do this for three periods. Maybe we should just do one today and then do more a different time and do a whole game. Or you do the whole game 
and just get it done and then you've done it the whole way I always try to talk myself out of these things I don't know why why is it Halls I'm not sure But if we do the first period, then it's actually, like, encapsulated, and it makes sense, and it's not, you know, two and a half hours. And if we like it, we can just do it for the other games. Maybe we should do that. Or I just let it record. Because it's not like I'm going to be doing anything different anyways. I mean, I'd be able to listen to the game, too. But that's okay. I don't need any outside input, really. I'm just watching. We're just talking and watching, Halls. That's what we're doing. I don't know why Brady McNabb's getting so off, so many offensive chances in the last couple weeks, but he's been stepping up. Oh, yep, steps up off the faceoff, takes a big old clapper, misses it short side, doesn't hit the net, can't be doing that, can't be missing the net, and then when we do hit, they're amazing athletic saves by John Gibson. Not to drain your entire confidence. That is exactly how you do it. That is exactly how you give it to them. Because all they'll do is they'll just sit here and flail for the whole game until the last five minutes they'll get a look and they'll convert right then. And by then you are so inside your own head and so snake bitten. Doesn't matter. You could throw the entire kitchen sink. You're just not going to be able to get it done because you don't have enough magic left in your, uh, in your hands. Oh, yeah. This is an absolute gong show defensively right now. You just start running around. It's like they're on a penalty kill sometimes. Oh god. Yeah, this is the same. This is not the same Knights team that has played the last two games. And this looks like the Knights team that we have seen all season. But it's only a period in. Not even. Benefit of the doubt. It's a 60 minutes. 0-0. Zero, zero. The effort's been there. We've had chances. They've been stolen. That's the thing, like, the Knights will get, do such good work in the offensive zone. Look at so many chances, you're like, they've been robbed, puck luck, all this other BS. But then the defensive zone, they're so bad, and you're like, you're playing so bad, it's almost like you don't, you're, you're, you're erasing or negating all the good hockey juju that you're, that you're generating in the, in the, in the offensive zone. Like, it should be better than this. But some, a lot of Knights, it's not. I don't know why. Because we fortified this defensive line. We would all go to Alex Petrangelo, for God's sakes. I don't know. Ooh, good zone at cheese. Nick Hag just got walked. Just got walked. Like I said, he gets he can't turn around and keep his foot speed up because he's so big right now. And like I said, this could be a skill thing or this could just be the way he is. Could he could he could improve and, and get better, or this could be the what it is. And if he turns his hips the wrong way or at the wrong time, he's not going to be able to flip them back over in order to move with the forward that's streaking down because you can't just, like, keep skating backwards as they blow by you. Like, as they go by you, you need to switch and, you know, transition so you're going forward with them. So you kind of, like, almost latch on, but you have to do it without, you know, holding them because that would be a penalty. But instead he gets walked. And so... It's these little things that you can kind of dissect guys' games and find these points where you can take, you know, uh, uh, advantage. You can take advantage of their shortcomings. If you, if you cut, start cutting to the middle five feet sooner, 
it's a completely different thing because maybe that's where he always throws his hips. Maybe that's where he always starts his his first kind of uh, crossovers as he as he gaps up before the forwards come down because you'll see the D they're if they're not like part of the rush if it's just like in transition in the neutral zone and and they're just sending the puck up the the forwards will skate forward to like the blue line or the red line and then as as their opposition comes at them they'll switch backwards transition and try to set that gap that where it's not far enough away where you can get walked and it's not too close and so it's these little slivers and it's insane how they do this so and play this game at this level and how fast and like how hard the shots are like shots are totally different with boys versus girls at least that's my experience because boys they won't they don't use their whole body mostly like they're just so strong and they can just lean on that stick and it bends just 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 takes off and with that when you don't have to leverage your whole body your whole being first of all you can be super deceptive you can be super deceptive. You can shoot wherever. And so the goalies aren't expecting it. So goalies have to be way more dialed and way more laser focused on the puck versus if you have to use your whole body. Well, now I know it's common. Now I know which opportunities are afforded to you because if you can't get your body in the right position at this point, you know, near this point of the net, well, all of these plays and offense that are made right there are not going to be able to happen. So we pick a different plan. We got to play to your strengths. We got to play to the style of, of, of your of your teammates and players. 0-0, zero, zero, about a minute and a half left in the first period. Ducks, Golden Knights. It's been, uh, it's been a barn burner. It's been a lot of chances on both sides. Really chaotic D-zone for the Golden Knights and uh, mostly chaotic for the Ducks, but that's kind of to be expected because they're the Ducks. Not so much for us who have Stanley Cup aspirations and a ridiculously talented blue line and all of the uh, shiniest toys opportunities and hockey coaches, skating coaches, shooting coaches. We have all the great weight rooms and everything, and it can all be for nothing by just running in to the wrong goaltender at the right time. And that's why it's the hardest position in sports to play. That's why it's the most important position in sports. I don't care about quarterbacks. They... Teams can win without a quarterback. You cannot win without a goalie. And um, you're totally capable of stealing everything. And that's that's what makes the getting pulled, the shame of getting scored on, the embarrassment if you have a if you have a bad game or you make a dumb play or all of that is worth it in a single save that you had no business getting that was a foregone conclusion that it was a goal. Like, I'm talking saves like Marc-Andre Fleur and the Maple Leafs last year diving across. Like, those types of saves. And then it's performances. Like, you know, 35-plus shots, shutouts, wins, big moments. Jonathan Quick, 2012 Stanley Cup run where they won the Conn Smythe for. Like, that's the type of, like, that, those instances of greatness, of where you surprise yourself, like, that's what makes goalie worth it. That's what makes it okay. 
I'm all right with my hips being messed up, with my knees going bad, with people hitting me, with me getting cut up with a puck or getting hit in the collarbone or pulling my groin or whatever. It's worth it. If you can make a save like that in a game like this, in the moment that we're in, and even if it's not a Stanley Cup final or whatever, like you have moments, like I have saves that are etched in my memory that I can feel what my body felt like being or what the puck felt like when it hit me and just be like, wow, I'm the greatest goalie in the world at this moment because nobody this moment has made a better save than I have right here. You know, and personal glory because most of the time people don't know don't care move on they're frustrated because we all are focused on scoring goals the forward we always talk about the male gaze in terms of of directing and movies and and tv and stuff like the male gaze how that how that how it strews towards you know catering to males it's the same type of thing with hockey except you know you're catering to to forward state of mind to defenseman state of mind because there's just more of them that's most most the overwhelming majority of people don't play goalie and so that's what makes it worth that's why they're like oh you're crazy to do this yeah absolutely absolutely probably one of the worst decisions one of the dumbest things i ever did but it's one of the best things it's what makes me me i wouldn't be i i'm not i have to be me to be a goalie you know but the goalie made me like it was an obsession that's why I'm here. Like, that's legit why I'm here. Like, I didn't, I always knew that I kind of was going to end up on, in hockey in some way, coaching or whatever. And I always wanted to be in sports radio, but what the hell, here I am. I'm doing basically both. And who knew that one little decision to play hockey, because the first time I walked in that locker room and I saw the goalie pads, I was like, I have to wear them. I have to play this. I want to play this position game one. And they wouldn't let me. Game two I got in, but not game one. And I was obsessed. And all that led, that little decision, I think it was like third grade, let me hear. What a life. One save. One moment. One opportunity. One nightcap. We're just going to do one period today, but I appreciate you guys sticking with me through this. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's brilliant. I know I only said shit. Well, now three times, but otherwise I kept it mostly clean. And um, we're just along for the ride. On to the next save. On to the next stretch. This has been the Nightcap. I'm your host, always and forever, Lindsey Brown. This is uh, the Nightcap, like I said. Odyssey Sports. At Brown 35 on Twitter. At Linz, L-I-N-D-Z, Brown 35 on the Instagrams. Go find me. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.